What's up, Jonathan? You good on? You got it. All right, bro. I'm glad that you are on with me today, man. We're going to go ahead and talk about a few things, bro. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is Lizzo and this uh, whole thing with the uh, with this whole flute playing thing. So, <laughs> from what I gather, she played um, James Madison's Crystal Flute at a um, event, at some concert out in D.C., I guess. So... I'm just gonna play it. I'm gonna play it and get your your comments on it, mm-hmm. and I get my comments on it. A lot of people are acting like, "I will." We'll talk about the problems after we show the video. We're gonna roll the clip. All right. Roll the clip. <laughs> So, so listen, nah, man. I'm going right into it. She looks disgusting. She looks disgusting. Not because she's a big woman. We, Jill Scott's beautiful. We, we're not talking about that. No, no, we're not talking about because she's a big woman. She's disgusting. Um, there are certain things people wear that become flattering and it looks sexy, even being a larger sized woman. Lizzo's out to strengthening the confidence of bigger women and I get it um, you know the chubby chasers love it regardless let's just come on and keep it real um, to strengthen and give us esteem to women of larger size and I understand that but I don't think you have to do that scantily clad and clapping your cheeks while playing a classic flute there's time there's a time and place for everything and what we we have to do specifically as African Americans is understand that obesity and diabetes and heart disease are disproportionately in our community and if you are a larger size you need to be aware of that and we don't want to celebrate unhealthiness we want to warn against it so we can live longer not judging it I'm 243 pounds my doctor says I need to lose 20 pounds right why I'm gonna suffer heart disease or diabetes if I don't get it together my doctor said in no uncertain terms he's never seen an overweight 80 year old it it ain't no overweight 80 year olds they don't live and so we want to celebrate our body styles and body types but where do we draw the line in health and where do we draw the line in having some class and decorum Mm-hmm. Clapping your cheeks on the stage while playing a classic flute. It surely is her prerogative, but it's also my prerogative to say she looks disgusting. She looks like a raw turkey or raw chicken okay. that you cut. Period. That's my prerogative. Miss and all the liberals, it's my prerogative to say so. And to have my hey, opinion Bob. about that. You Bobby Brown in there right now. It's my prerogative. <laughs> <laughs> Well, bro, I'm going to say this. 
You know, Eric Spears got himself in some trouble talking about Lizzo's weight. Mm -hmm. um, real talk, Lizzo's talented. She can sing, she can make songs, but she does put her body out there in a way and that for people to have their comments. Now, it, it I hear what you're saying, you know, um, you got, you know, bigger women like um, Jill Scott and other women who have size, that it's not an issue. It's um, because they conduct themselves with class. So I understand that you, it's more the ratchetness of it, but ratchet is in because that's the same as Megan Thee Stallion or Cardi B or even Nicki Minaj, you know, what that ratchetness is selling. That's what it is. However, you know, a lot of black folk got any feelings when she got criticized for this flute thing. And um, that's how I, I came I came across it. I didn't see the original performance. Mm. You know, um, I thought that it was not, you know, as far as proper decorum and courtesy, I didn't think it was proper. I mean, you know, it's a classical instrument, you know, and but I mean, you can do what you want. But this led to a discussion, though, you know, because, you know, you people like you and me are saying that it was tacky, bottom line. All right. So there's some black folk out there. My favorite is the whole temporary. I have flashed up one of the Hotepari's little things, and this is one of the, uh, this is one of those uh, ADOS people, Bishop, uh, looks like Talbert Swan. Mm -hmm. So he says, Caucasity is y'all being okay with James Madison raping black women and enslaving the children he fathered with them, but being outraged over Lizzo playing his flute. Okay, so. This is how I got in the discussion. I said, first of all, that's a false dichotomy, a false choice. No one here, at mm -hmm. least I'm not, I know you're not, <laughs> right. is celebrating James Madison or any of the other founders, mm -hmm. you know, who decided to rape their slave women and have children with them and keep their children enslaved. I don't care if it's Thomas Jefferson or anyone like that, or James Madison. The thing is, though, nobody was saying that. You know, you can say that you didn't like what she was doing and not be celebrating the president, mm -hmm. celebrating James Madison's actions that would make, were not moral, you know? I mean, it's like, I'm like, come on, people, man. You know, so we can't criticize someone for being tacky and you can't say something about how they look because they're not being healthy without it somehow becoming, uh, you know, whiteness attack uh, you know, a whiteness support of slavery and raping of slaves. If you see what I'm talking mm -hmm. about, this is the type of absurd type of conversations that our people have, you know? I mean, it's, it's getting absurd, you know? And you're right. Our community suffers from obesity and all the health, the related health problems. Disproportionately, the African-American community suffers from that. You know, people dying of diabetes, you know, people trying to manage it. You know, we've lost a few famous people to diabetes early, you know, and uh, you know, I know most of us, I have had people that I have known that have died of diabetes by not managing it or managing their weight, you know, so it's not fat shaming people or anything like that. It's simply the reality is that, you know, it's not fat shaming to say or body shaming to say, hey, you need to be healthy. And all the people out there want to talk about all the big people that are healthy. That may be true, but statistically speaking, being big, being being obese can lead to health problems that you may not have if you if you, you know, lose the weight. Don't get me wrong, you could be skinny instead of heart disease, but again, the weight does increase the possibility of you having those type of diseases. You know, but six what what, what, what else would you add to that, sir? Because I, I ain't got nothing I I don't have anything to add. I, I I'm I put up a post about the other day about how we don't have 
black music on the radio is full of uh, um, just uh, hypersexual stuff and buffoonery. And while Lizzo's music, I think, is uplifting, I like some Lizzo songs. Don't misunderstand me. But visually, it's hypersexuality. It's hypersexing. It's, it's no, you know, um, we don't allow children to go into adult clubs for a reason. Um, they're not mature enough to handle that, and that's not something we should expose children to. Um, she's on the precipice, and I'm not giving a pass to Megan Thee Stallion or, uh, you know, Cardi B in that regard, but that's for adults, period. It's, it's for adults, um, and if adults choose to like that, then fine. Um, but I, my, my daughter conducts herself with decorum. She know I, I never had an issue with how she dressed or saying, honey, you can't wear something that's not proper. Uh, or that's revealing. Never had that. It, it's not. She doesn't feel the nece necessary to expose herself to get the level of attention or a level of whatever she needs because she has a, a healthy esteem. Um, and as many uh, overweight or healthy or healthy or bigger, larger women, they have a wonderful esteem without needing to reveal themselves. This idea that revealing yourself is promoting. Um, a, a good look for you if you're a large woman is absolutely absurd. You don't need to do that. I, you know, I agree with you, man. Um, you know, um, when we're talking about these things, when we're talking about we're talking about overall people's presentation. You brought up Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B and the raunchiness that they bring to the table. I know it's entertaining to adults, and you have a right to listen to what you want to listen to. But, you know, more often we're seeing younger children, teenage girls, you know, and even I've seen, you know, videos with, you know, people's little girls. I'm talking about, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old, dancing to these songs and twerking and the family laughing in the background. And I just think that obviously, you know, we need to probably send out a little better message with our, with our, with our young girls. You know, um, and I'm not saying you can't have the right to your sexual freedom or whatever it is. No, you can't have the right. When you when you a child, you ain't got no damn rights to your sexual freedom. You do sure, what the hell I sure tell you is. to do. And that's the, and that to me, that's a lack of, it's got to be fatherhood. I don't know no damn father who's got up for the day, little kids doing and, and taking after these, kind, these women. I don't know no father in their right mind who's okay with their little girls doing this kind of thing. And so we go back to the black community and the lack of fathers being present as they should. And we and a lot of that, we know that's a convoluted issue, but Rich, you're being soft on this. This is unacceptable. I don't give a good goddamn who she's trying to help. When, why do, Why is it that we, when we have an image, need to promote hypersexuality? Hypersex stuff. Your sexuality is your, is your damn business. But you, uh, being scantily clad in front of folks, I don't understand how that helps anything. Because here's the reality of it is. Now I'm, I'm about to hurt I'm about to hurt a lot of people's feelings. Alright, well I'm gonna let you I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you talk. I'm gonna put you on full screen. Uh -huh. I'm gonna make some adjustments since all my heaters and everything I came on. So I'm turn that down. Go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna trust what you say. I'll be able to hear you from the distance. So go ahead. And so, you know, here's the reality of it is, um, you know, a lot of men simply don't may don't like women who are, are larger. Some men do. Um and you typically, you know, some of the larger women that I've seen are attractive. I didn't; they weren't scantily clad at all, Rich. Um, 
and I, I just think that we don't have to promote um, being half-dressed to encourage esteem of any person of any size and um, we can do that with some some level of decorum um, you know um, going back to marching for civil rights in the 60s these these people people were dressed in suits and and ties and Sunday's best to represent the best of who we are um, uh, you know again Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B look better to me than Lizzo period flat out and I don't care who don't like it I don't particularly like the way Lizzo looks uh, personally but she's a good musician um, and it makes class with ass clapping is egregious to me you know I, I just we don't we don't have we're better than that we come from better stock than that. Um, uh, just, just, I don't, when are we, so Dick Gregory said this, and it comes down to this. He said, liberation has never come from athletes and entertainers. It's all throughout history. Now, athletes and entertainers are there to give money to support the cause, but athletes and entertainers are there for one thing and one thing only, their own fame and fortune. Let's just keep it real. If there was no fame and fortune in it, there would be no athletes and entertainers. Wanting to do what they do, if fame and fortune want to establish it, there is no liberation from them at all. Right, well, but you do have to admit that um, when you have athletes and entertainers in the African American community, at least up until a certain point, these are most of the people with the, with the largest platform in order to speak. So you got to look at someone like um, Muhammad Ali. You know, when um, back in the uh, '60s, he took a financial hit. To, to say some things and to forward some things. So I think now, I don't think we have those type of athletes anymore. I, I wouldn't compare the modern struggles with our struggles of the past that Muhammad Ali was talking about, or I wouldn't compare them with the greatness that he embodied, you know, because, um, and I'm not going to mention any specific athletes. I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to, you know, you know, disparage anyone, but I'm saying no one is like Muhammad Ali, you know, where they actually gave a damn about the people and took some stands and unpopular stands that, you know, that he actually paid a penalty for. They took his belt and they wouldn't let him, uh, wouldn't let him make a living, you know, and he did that, you know, and he did that with, with conscience. Um, but I do hear what you're saying. It takes more than athletes and entertainers to forward that because Martin, uh, you know, with, um, with, with Muhammad Ali, he was a, a part of the civil rights movement, but then you had, of course, Dr. King, and um, you know Malcolm X, and you know, and all the women and men who worked, and you know, even a lot of teenagers and people who worked to try to get things right during the civil rights movement. So you know, it doesn't uh, athlete themselves can't do it by themselves. But if a person chooses to use that platform in order to really, really push a line, it is helpful because sometimes they have a platform that you and I don't have. You know, we might have. I got 140 followers. I'm, I'm happy. I went up from 100. And, all right, but an athlete reaches millions of people, not billions. So, you know, if they have a conscience and they use it properly to forward an issue, you know, and if they're selfless where they're risking their own careers to do it, you got to respect that. I don't respect none of it. Here's why they're athletes and entertainers. Every athlete is bought and paid for. Ask their donor, ask their sponsorships, that's paying their sponsor salary. They won't say nothing against that sponsor. They're going to lose their money, period. Right, they are not. Is, they are, their platform is baloney. 
Yeah, but what if it's an athlete again, like Muhammad Ali you, 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 said? So they're not rich. We gonna argue this. That he's an anomaly. He's not the okay. standard. Well, we know that he's not the normal. He's not the standard. Well, he's not the normal human being, let alone the normal athlete. Thank you. All right. <laughs> right. So, but I'm saying though, there are some athletes I believe that have shown that name they one care enough about a cause. Name one risk. I mean, name one. Kaepernick. Uh, he, he, dude, he was on the bench. That was a political. Right. That was a political ploy. Sorry. Well, well, political ploy for what? What was he trying to do? Exactly because what happened. He, he got paid. He, no, he didn't. He got paid. But did he get paid? Did he get paid as much as he would have got staying in, he, in the NFL? He was smiling and happy, wasn't he? Well, I think what well, maybe he was happy that he was working the cause or whatever. And he I wasn't the first. One, he not. wasn't the first one to kneel either. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, but, I mean, nope, you know, nope. Kind of Nick is nope. Can't use Khan. Nope. Yeah, Name somebody Park else. Wasn't, Rosa Park wasn't the first person to. So it wasn't. Not refuse to sit on the bus too. It's just it's not who's first, it's who hits. Or who happens right? to be the secretary of the NAACP. You picked on them. Sometimes you got to. You can't. You got to pick. You pick on the wrong person. And some people ain't the right, right person. Well, also, yet. I think they set that up because. They had to have a, a good poster child for that. Of course, you know, it couldn't be couldn't have been a single mom. Had to be someone who would you know so they could get behind. Because back then they actually planned their movements. They went beyond yep. a simple hashtag. Mm -hmm. So it was a little different how they did things. But I hear what you're saying, bro. Name an athlete bro. entertainer. The closest one is a buffoon who's who's Kanye West. He all over, no, man. No, he's no, such I, a buffoon. No, I think Kanye's bought paid for it too. He just no, 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 no. He's he'll say some outlandish stuff. I'm not yeah, saying he's right, <laughs> but he. But he, the outlandish stuff he said says is for his brand, because yeah. you know he's he 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 he, he caters to the extremists on the extremists on the right. You know he's just trying to do his celebrity Candace Owens. Exactly. You know that's what he's doing. You know so uh, you know. Um, the only thing athletes and entertainers can do for us is give your money towards the people who are reputable. We, yeah, me, and you do more for the cause of anything. In our show, than an athlete and entertainer, because we're we're so-called boots on the ground. We're everyday working, educated black men. I you and I, you know, not an athlete or entertainer. Well, I'm not going to go on. I'm not going to you know go on a super Kaepernick bandwagon thing. <laughs> I don't know enough about what his motivations were, how much money he made. I know honestly, I didn't even know that Cap. I knew all I knew about Kaepernick is he played for the Niners because I'm a Niners fan, mm -hmm. you know. And then next thing I know, someone's asking me how do I feel as a veteran about him kneeling. I'm like, I'm like, as a veteran, I don't care. You know, he can do whatever he wants to. You know, I've worked at Soldier Field. I used to work off duty there. You know, I, I people aren't paying attention through during the uh, national anthem. People are buying brats and, 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 and nachos and going to the bathroom and. Getting beer, you know, you know and, I'm, and all of a sudden it became a problem because this guy decided to do something, you know, which I felt wasn't disrespectful to veterans, wasn't disrespectful to the United States. He was trying to make a point using his freedom of speech. If you hate it or love it, turn it off and turn it back on after he gets through kneeling. That's where I was at with it, you know. And then all when they start dragging the veterans in it, let me tell you something. I'm gonna say this. The whole veterans thing, I ain't hearing none of that. Let me tell you why. You can't get mad at a man kneeling before the Super Bowl or before a football game, all right? Kneeling before a football game. Football game starts. You had the Blue Angels fly over. You had the military band come out. 
And then the, one of the first commercials I see is for Wounded Warriors, where you're showing me veterans who have no legs or veterans who are missing an arm begging for your donations. If you really cared about the veterans, if you really, you know, thank you for your service, all right? I'm not even talking about me as a veteran. I have all my limbs. Why are they having to go to a charity? Why, why aren't we taking care of that? that should, there should be no charity taking care of that. Mm -hmm. That should be by the American people, if we care. So you can't show me a, a commercial of legless veterans begging for you to donate money to wounded warriors and act like you sitting there with your nachos and your hot dog is offended about veterans because the dude kneeled for a minute and 30 seconds before a game. You ain't running that game with me. <laughs> but, but getting back to the subject, you kind of cut off. I'm just saying, ain't no, ain't no athletes or entertainers that that can help our. Their platform is is nonsense. Except it's nonsense. Muhammad Except for Muhammad. Ali. You talking about an anomaly? What about Jim Brown? Okay, Jim Brown. But you you keep you keep going back in the past. Okay, so recently, <laughs> let me think about nobody. What about um? What about uh? Your boy uh, um. You know the uh, you know I'm a Jordan fan, so I only remember. His Come name. on, I am too. LeBron. Not from Detroit. All right. No. All right. So LeBron. Oh, oh let me let me let me tell you about LeBron. Think about the school that he started. I mean, all the that, stuff that he's done. That's a public school. The taxpayers pay for that school. He may support it in other ancillary things, but that's a public school the taxpayers pay for. And I ain't I'm commending him for it. It's good. It's a good thing. But I question. He supports it financially in other ways. But that school, from what it's it's funded by the taxpayers. Stop that. So, um, if you if you want to go to LeBron, oh, remember remember in um, the uh, quarantine they had the championship and they weren't gonna play because dude got shot in the back. I bet you those oh, sponsors. Uh, I bet you those. Yeah, they weren't gonna. They they weren't. LeBron was one of the ones leading, spearheading it. But I bet you. But all of a sudden, phone calls got made and they got their ass back out there and played, didn't it? So much yeah. for you standing up in your platform. Cannon fodder. All right, well, man, you 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 seem to be more knowledgeable about these athletes than I am. Because you know, when I need sports information, I got one lesbian friend who knows more about sports than I do. If I have to have a sports conversation, I call her. She gives me the information I need so I can sound intelligent. I got something that tells me what it's all about. I got soul, and I'm super bad. Super bad.